Hello and welcome to the VanCast. I'm your host, Graham Eels, and today I'm with Robbie. Robbie, how are you doing, buddy? Yeah, I'm doing great, guys. It's a fantastic day today in Vancouver. I love it. Yeah, you're loving it? You've been loving the weather? You know what? I don't mind the cold. I actually prefer it. I, I sweat a lot, so, I mean, this is this is nice weather for a big guy like me. Yeah, and Vancouver has amazing weather because we don't have extremes in anything. It's like you get a little bit of this, a little bit of that. Yeah, 100. So I just like, I just wanted to have you on because you are in the, I I guess you would call it the clubbing bar kind of industry. Yeah. Um, and I just wanted you to start off with telling everybody how you got into that. Uh, what, what drew you to it and how you move forward progressing in that, in that industry. Yeah, of course. Uh, so weirdly enough, um, I started working at the cactus you work at, uh, cactus Yelltown. Uh, I used to work at. Used to. All right. Oh, damn. That's another story we got to talk about. Okay. Yeah, yeah. But I've, mo- uh, anyways, I've moved on. You know, I've moved on. Anyway, this yeah. is about you. This is about you. This is about me. Anyways, I started at Cactus with one of my buddies, Adric. And, you know, I got into bar backing and then I got into bartending. And uh, one of the guys that worked in the kitchen, his name is Seb C. Everybody in Vancouver knows him. Like, yo, this guy's hitting it off right now. Like, he's probably one of the biggest DJs in the city right now. 100%. But, anyways, I digress. He came out to me one day. He's like, yo, bro, you know a lot of people. Like, you want to make some money? I was like, okay, sure. Let's let's see where this goes. And he's like, all right, I just need you to bring a bunch of people to the club, get drunk, and have fun. I was like, yeah, this is too good to be true, right? <laughs> and so I think it was like a Wednesday. It was a Wednesday night. So we had these nights called Inception Wednesdays. By the way, if you remember what this night was, it was just like, it was just murder, man. Like, these nights were insane, like, they were just, like, popping all the time. Popping uh, bottles? Anyways, pardon me? Popping bottles, popping bottles of champagne. Popping bottles, champagne, everything. Like, I just remember, like, I was bringing, like, when I first started, like, it was, like, kind of whatever. But, like, uh, Seb was hyping me up. He's like, yo, bro, you did a sick job today, blah, 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 this, this, and that. Like, I remember having to run street. So, like, if you don't know what street is for, like, promoting, you'd be on the street handing out cards trying to get people in. Like, that's the hardest part about the job is, like, trying to get people interested into like a night, especially when it's on a weekday. Cause like everybody goes out on the weekends. hundred percent. But what separates you from like an animal and like just a timid person is just like being able to produce those weekend numbers on a weekday. Separates the boys from the men. 100%. And in all honesty, it took me like two years to do. Like it's not an easy job. It's not an easy job. Like I'm gonna tell you that right now. It takes a lot of work. So how did you how did you get what did you do in those two years so that you became successful? Yeah, so obviously you guys know about the night uh, Inception Wednesdays. I started with that, and I kind of got drawn in towards uh, another place uh, at or a nightclub just towards the further end of Granville uh, with Turnt Entertainment. So uh, my buddy Andre Perez actually owns that company, and um, he kind of like. He saw me doing well at Republic with Seb, and he's like, hey, you want to join a team? You want to join a Wolfpack? And at this point, I was like, I only had that one night, and I kind of wanted to do more. So okay. I kind of talked to Seb about it, and Seb was like, yo, you should do it. Like, you know, with this bigger exposure, you know, you kind of like, you get a branch off. And I was like, all right, bet. So I started off at Turnt, and like, I had a really good time. I think I was there maybe for three or four months, and like, all, all joking aside, like, I got offered a better job uh, with uh, who I'm going to talk about later. Uh, his name's Riaz Khan from LCU Nightlife. Shout out to LCU. Um, hey. Man, these guys these guys put me on the map. Like, kind of, like, they, they just made me who I am today, man. They're, they're so loving. Like, this team of guys that, like, put together LCU, like, yo, they put me on. They, they tolerated my bullshit when I was going through, like, a rough patch. And, like... Yo, that's that's kind of how I got started. Like everyone was just like so welcoming and heartwarming, and like it was it was just awesome to see that because like I didn't think that there was like that type of side to that nightlife. Yeah, right. So well, I it gets like, the, it gets the stigma of being like you know just like party like egos, drugs. Like you you don't really see like a family loving caring side of it. No, definitely, and and I learned that side too. But there's definitely a dark side, which like. 
that's that's what fucked me up down later down the road. That's that's kind of what got me, and that's why like I haven't been promoting much as of the past six months. But I still do a little bit, but I'm not heavily involved as I was like a year ago. So what happened? Uh, yo, drinking became a problem for one thing because liquor was just so easily accessible. Um, yeah. Like let's let's be honest here. I was given free drinks. Uh, I didn't have to pay for drinks, but as a promoter, like. If someone, if a bartender or a manager is giving you drinks, just pay the tip. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like it's super disrespectful for someone to like be giving you drinks and then not to tip them. Like that's yeah. like super taboo. Like that's how you get a bad name. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. And so, so rewinding a bit, um, so you, so you went with Sebsi, you went to these other places, and then you joined. Like, how was it working for these guys that you were working with? It was a dream, man. Like these, these first, like, I remember the first three or four months was a dream. Cause like, I was like, damn, I'm making like a hundred bucks a night. I'm getting free drinks. Like, damn, this is, this is, this is a lifestyle, right? Like you kind of get drawn into it. Cause like for, for me, I'm a very people, I'm a, I'm a very people person. Like I, I love to be around people. I love to interact. Yeah. Like I love connecting. And I didn't realize this at the time that the money didn't mean anything to me. It was the connections that I built with people with bigger powers. Yep. And that's that's truly what has gotten me to the next level of like where I am kind of today and like why I'm not really in the bar industry anymore kind of like I still am, but I'm trying to branch off from it because I've been giving those opportunities from working as a promoter, bartender and like that type of industry. So what are you moving into now? Right now, um, in all honesty, right now I'm running an online liquor delivery business because of this whole COVID thing. Yeah. So I had to come up with an idea and I, I pitched it to one of my buddies and he was like, yeah, cool. I like this idea. Let's go to my dad. So his dad owns like a bunch of different liquor stores and we just had to pitch the idea to him and he was like, online delivery, done. So we had to set up Uber Eats, uh, Skip, all that stuff. And um, also our own like delivery system through cars and like other personal drivers. And that's kind of what I'm doing right now. But after this is all done, uh, I'm going to jump straight into event planning. So you're so you're basically like the Uber of alcohol. Yeah, I mean, you could say that. <laughs> that that's actually super that's that's super innovative. That's super smart. I like that a lot um, because companies have to adapt right now or else you're going to go under like. Like, I know the liquor stores are doing fucking well, but Dude, still insane. people... insane. I can't believe they're allowed to make this amount of money. Well, it's basically marijuana and alcohol is keeping the economy running right now. <laughs> 100%. There's nothing else getting bought. Maybe food... People are just lining up down the block. It's insane, but you like, know... Like, I'll, I'll tell you a little about the sales right now. Like, on a yeah. slow day, we're doing 30 grand. Wow. On, like, a really busy day, we're doing 80 to 120, 30K. That's insane. And you must be like the, the supply has must have gone up a ridiculous amount too. You gotta be ordering a shit ton as well. Oh yes. The ordering is just like it's it's not fun to do that anymore. Like I I realize that like I don't like this type of work, but it's just it's money right now and I, I'd rather be working than have that that serve money coming in, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, a hundred percent. Plus that service taxable, so it's not even like you just gotta take like two hundred bucks out of it. Yeah, and, uh, I had actually had some friends that applied for CERB. They just didn't want to work because they were scared of this whole COVID thing. Yeah, And what they didn't realize is that if you were still eligible and you didn't get let go, you have to pay back that full 2000 Like that full 2000 you get or the four or however long you have taken CERB, you got to pay that whole back. Yeah, well, it's it's iffy and it's 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 uh, you got to make sure to look into it when you do it. But at least it's not like a loan like the U.S. They're like, oh, here's a fucking loan. It's just like like we're, we're in a good position compared to the most of the world. But, yeah, you got to look into CERB in the emergency response benefit before you before you sign up. 100%. So you moved into planning. So you're thinking about getting into planning? Yeah. So like like I said, um, I did some events before. Um, I did a Friday night, formal promotions on Friday night with one of my buddies. Um, so – uh, before that, even actually, let me let me backtrack a bit. Okay. Um, I was with LCU Riazcon. Shout out. Um, we were doing the Friday nights for hide and seek. Uh, so for anyone that doesn't know, hide and seek is like a 
um, right now they're doing like pop-ups of like music, boiler rooms. Boiler room parties are just kind of like underground hip-hop, rap kind of vibes. Okay. Um, right now they're also getting into like art and everything in between that. Um, they do some nights. They were doing uh, Friday nights at MIA, uh, Friday nights at Republic for a bit. Uh, they do the uh, Sunday night, uh, Sunday Sunday daytime brunches. Those things are wild, man. I don't know if you've ever been to one, but once this is over, I'm taking you. Oh, dude, tell me about it. I'd love to. But last tell me last about one it. I went to was at Cinco de Mayo, which was at a pawn shop at the refinery. So they did the brunch downstairs at the pawn shop. And we all went up to refinery after. Honestly, there's some videos and photos of me. It's just like, yikes. That's kind of what I realized. Like, that's, that's what I kind of realized. Like, yo, this drinking's got to get under control. Because, like, there's a video of me crawling down the stairs because I just couldn't walk. Oh, my God. Like, that's what I'm saying. Like, yo, people don't understand. Like, it's all fun and games. But, like, I was going through a rough time at the, at the time. So, like, me, I use this kind of as an escape to, like, get away from my problems. Yeah. So, like, I wasn't really depressed, really, you could say. But, like, I was using the partying as a getaway. Yeah, you, you were self-medicating is what they like to call it. Definitely. It's like instead of going and getting your medicine from the doctor, you're like, well, alcohol makes me feel better. So, you know, I'll do it myself. 100%. It's like a yeah. lot of people also self-medicate with marijuana because, you know, it's like they're stressed out and they're like, fuck, yeah. I want to I wanna get it done. Anyway. I can never blaze. Why, why is that? Uh, it makes me paranoid and I just get like really weird. I get yeah. hella antisocial. Yeah. I stop talking and like I need to get away from people. I'm 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 honestly very similar. Um, but I've 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 realized I've what I've understood is there's a time and a place. You know what I mean? Like if I'm not gonna smoke like a fatty and go to the club and try to <laughs> wheel girls, it's not gonna happen. You know what I mean? <laughs> but like if I'm with some boys watching a UFC fight, like ordering a pizza then yeah you know why not you know i'm relaxed i'm it's a stress-free environment yeah um, and it, it's funny how like a lot of people say marijuana takes away your stress but at the same time i find if i'm in a stressful situation i get more stressed yeah but um yeah. but yeah so you were you were self-medicating a bit you're on a little bit of a downfall you had some crazy pictures do you have any funny stories to go with that Oh my God! Yeah, I, I got a little bit. I mean, oh, okay. So for that single trial day, I'm not gonna lie. Like, it was a complete write-off. I I just remember I was with two of my real good homies. I can't say names because they have girlfriends right now. That's but fine. um, shout out to those two. So I just remember like they were like, "Yo, these girls invited us over to their penthouse," and I was like, "Man, like I don't know. Like I'm just trying to chill at the pond, right? Like I'm not I'm not trying to get fucked up." And they talked me into it. Twist my rubber arm, please. Yeah. Anyways, uh, we went over. Uh, we started getting, like, trash. Like, I'm talking about, like, we were doing some, like, and stuff like that. Just, like, just total wild stuff. And next thing I remember, uh, I blacked out there. I woke up at the pawn shop, and I had two different shoes on, and none of them were mine. <laughs> like, two different pairs, and both pairs were not mine. And they definitely didn't fit because I'm size 13. So oh my god. I just remember waking up my feet hurting. I was like, yo, what the hell? And I just wore those shoes all night. And I just remember like ending my night at uh uh the Roxy. But before that, my friends have a video of me sitting down in front of the Yaletown cactus, just not okay. Did you ever figure out what happened to your shoes? Gone. Just gone. And whose gone. shoes did you have? I don't know. Nobody messaged me nothing. Oh my god, that's the crazy thing about blacking out, eh? Is it's literally just gone. It's just a chapter has just disappeared. One hundred percent. And you know what? I I have a lot of blackouts over the years, and just as I'm getting older, like I'm 25 now, so I've honestly been doing it since I was 19, uh, promoting, clubbing, all that. Even before that, actually, I remember going clubbing when I was like 17, 18. Um, I realized now as I got older, I need to get my drinking under control because it's not cute. No, it's, it's not, not funny. Yeah, it's not. So like, it's what, all funny games when you're younger, but yeah. So what drew you to like what 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 like about like getting fucked up to the point of blacking out like draws you in? Like what about that do you enjoy? 
it's not about the blacking out. The, the whole thing was me just like beforehand, before blacking out, that's what drew me in. For it's, me, it it's, was it's meeting like all life. those people that I met, yeah. having like interactions with all these really dope people and just partying with them. Like, n- like just meeting random people that you would never meet on your day-to-day life. Like some of these people are like millionaires or just owners or CEOs. And like normally you would never talk to a CEO or an owner of a big company on a day-to-day, like just walking yeah. around the streets. But at a club, you have that opportunity to talk to people from all walks of life, whether you're poor, rich, like struggling, you know, like you just meet so many people. And it's just like, it's almost like at a club, you're just like a group of misfits. So it's almost like a a necessary evil that came with the connecting and part of the business, right? Yes, 100%. And like the blackout thing, like not many promoters, actually, I don't, I don't actually, I know a lot of people that do. But a lot of a lot of promoters have their their stuff under control, and that's what I realized as like four years went on that a lot of the promoters do have their stuff together. Yeah, but I bet you they started like yes, when they were and young. Everyone starts. Everyone starts. That's what I'm saying here. Everyone yeah. starts at a certain place. And for me, what made it go downhill for me was that I let my emotions and like my current situation take me down a darker path. Yeah. And that's what made, like, you know, Riaz, like, Riaz didn't stop, like, uh, messing with me, but, like, he realized that I was going through something and that, like, you know, like, I was blacking out and, like, whether making a goof of myself. So one thing also people got to realize is that promoting is not just, like, fun and games. Like, it's a job. Yeah. You got to take it very serious. Like, that's that's money coming in. Yeah. So what people don't understand is, like, people like Riaz, uh, Trevin from New Era, um, Steven Gamboa from Get Lit at uh, Fortune Sound, like that's that's their bread and butter. Like they they make actually a lot of money from that. So you have to realize that like you're messing with someone's brand, their name, you're messing with their money, which is their family, and you gotta you gotta take that in perspective. For me, I didn't do that fast enough, and I didn't really like lose them, but I kind of lost my position in like the promoting industry from from going down that path. So what's the what's the next chapter? Next chapter is event planning. Uh, I'm talking to a lot of people that are in that. I I, I really want to get into uh, wedding planning as well. Like, I, I had a lot of people already offer me uh, stuff for when this whole COVID's over. Like, people are asking me to throw birthday parties, staff parties, stuff like that. So for me right now, I need to learn as much as I can about just planning and events because I didn't realize how much it actually took to actually do that stuff. Like there's, there's a lot of math. There's a lot of stuff behind that. And I thought it was going to be easy, but it's not. Well, yeah, there's all the numbers behind the scenes, right? You got to get the alcohol. You got to have a budget. You got to have all these, all these little things. It's all logistics. Yep. But uh, just for fun, just like you don't have to bring up any numbers, but if you were to plan a banging party, let's say, let's say fucking Jay-Z and Beyonce come up to you and they're like, I want to have a sick night in Vancouver. What are you going to do for them? Well, first off, you got to ask them, like, what are your thoughts? Like, what type of venue are you looking for? You know, like you got to, you got to ask them, you got to personalize it towards them. So like when you're throwing an event, uh, it's, it's not what you want. It's what they want. Yeah. So you got to get everything kind of down to the T and understand like this is from what i've been learning from people what they've been telling me though so i might not be wrong or right but this is what i've been told so you got to talk to them get everything like i'm talking about to the down to the detail and it's never going to be perfect but you can get it near perfect yeah one of those things is is like they say it in real estate like your client's going to want you to do 30 things and if you get 20 of those 30 things done you're killing it 100 percent it's, it's really hard to kill lists in those aspects because, I mean, first of all, some of it's kind of crazy. Like, I've I've had some people, like, when I was running nights and stuff, ask me some, like, ridiculous stuff. And I was just like... Like what? Give me an example. Uh, this one guy... Um, uh, okay, I can't name names. No, Another no, no one, names. Just just funny. example. Uh, this, this guy asked me... I was running a night, and uh, this guy, uh, a rapper, rapper slash performer asked me he's like hey like you know uh i got a i got a bunch of girls coming in uh 
obviously underage and he didn't tell me that and i obviously knew though from what i was hearing and i was like yo man i can't do that he's like well i'm not performing i was like well shit wow you leave then like i don't care like you already brought all your people here like you're just disappointing them not me you know what i mean yeah like i, I see a lot of artists do that where they're just like yo, there you go so I, fucking big man yeah. i also vancouver people man whack I, I hate to say it like i i was i'm not born here but i was raised here yeah man vancouver people are so entitled in the industry like you give you give people a couple free covers, they expect it for the rest of their life. No, yeah, I get it, man. It's it comes with the amount of wealth, I think. Because Vancouver is one of the wealthiest cities in the world. And when you go is to the clubs Yeah, dude, we have we have one of the highest supercars per population in the world. But that's that's for migrants. I'm talking about like actual like actual like citizens or like Well, that's the thing. Majority of majority of the people are like coming from other places like you, you if you're born and raised here like the average joe you're not paying five six million dollars for a fucking house it's somebody coming from somewhere else that's coming here bringing their wealth and buying this six million dollar home like yeah. kids like us like we're not going to be making that amount of money most likely so we're not going to be able to buy like the real estate's so high it attracts wealth from around the world and Definitely. you get you get these like very entitled people that are used to getting what they want when they want it. Like, mm -hmm. for example, like the rapper or whatever. And it's it kind of gives our nightlife when it cut a little bit of a bad name. Um, and and also it's like, wh why are we why is it closed so early? Like our SkyTrain's only open till like what, like one o'clock? It's like. Yeah, it's like you you want people to be able to go out party, have a good time, and fucking skytrain home, not like drive home because there's no way to get home or, or what have you, right? There's it's a like, reason why though. I actually looked into that myself. It was the was it the riots? From no, the it, it's not the riots. It's it's a big cost. Um, I can't remember what our system's called. I think it's a single rail mon monorailed. Uh, we have the longest monorailed system in the world. Yeah, like for like transit. Like our 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 our, our um, SkyTrain, yeah, and uh, the cost of keeping up with that is actually like a lot of money. So they just don't want to like do it for a, l a little bit longer because it's I get it. It's a it's, cost. it's a lot of money because track maintenance has to be done every day on sections and parts. So when yeah. you're thinking about this, imagine this. Right now we have tracks running from the YVR airport back downtown, downtown to Surrey. And downtown to all the way in North Burnaby. Like, they have That's to do insane. it in sections. And yeah. it's actually quite expensive. And I used to be like, oh, transistors being a bunch of goofs. Like, you know, they already make enough money. Like, they lose a lot of money, too, which is insane. And I didn't realize that until talking to more people and, like, kind of getting more information. Like, it costs a lot of money. That's why Montreal's allowed to run their trains so long is because their transit system's not that good. Yeah, it's true. We have a very good, especially our Canada line. We have like, the it's funny. best transit system in the world. Like, hands like, down, I've, I've been to a lot of countries, and, like, I'm telling you, no transit is better than Vancouver. Like, it's so consistent. Well, most like, places I, are like the, like, like you know what, when I go on the SkyTrain, it feels like a roller coaster compared to the Canada line. Yeah. Like, when I go out to, like, New West, it's like, that's probably what majority of the world has, like, somewhere near there. And then you go on the Canada line, it feels like you're in a fucking spaceship. 100%. It's all built underground, too, which is an amazing feat of its own. Yeah. Yeah. And and they're thinking of, I heard they were thinking of expanding, maybe going to UBC or something. That's definitely going to happen. I think that's more of a 15-year plan. Yeah. They're also talking about going all the way out to Chilliwack with something. Holy shit. But honestly, in the long run, it's good to have less cars on the road and more people using transit, right? 100%. Better, better for the environment. It's better for everybody. Yep. So so back into you, man. So so you're doing this event planning. Yeah. You're you're thinking about so back to the thing. What would you do for Jay Z and Beyonce? Like just like just for fun, like just jazz it up. Like if you were to have a sick night out. Like honestly, I feel like they're too bougie for me. Like I wouldn't be able to plan that properly. But yeah, uh, there's this new spot called Ivy Lounge, uh, where the Trump Tower, where uh, Dre's nightclub used to be. So there's a new spot called Ivy Lounge there. Yeah. 
I feel like that's the only spot in town or D6 Lounge that we need. enough. I don't think Vancouver's bougie enough to host people like that. It's true. The only places we have bougie enough are D6. Um, Ivy Lounge. And like, I wouldn't even consider 12 West. There's so many young kids there always. Yeah, and it's not even like the sickest scene either. It's not. I. That's like when you when you compare the clubs in like fucking Vegas or something, it's just like it's not even comparable. I mean, you can't even compare clubs from the states to here though, because the clubs here are kind of whack. Like in all honesty, like BC has this liquor rule where you can't have your bottles at the table, so you gotta pour them out into like crafts and stuff. Yeah. It kills the ambiance because like I don't want to be pouring like drinks down girls' throats. You know what I mean? Like girls love that shit. Yeah. Heck, man, yep. I love that shit. Like, feed me liquor. Let's go. 100%, bro. 100%. Yeah, and honestly, I wouldn't be able to do Jay-Z and Beyonce's thing. I I don't think so. It, it, there's nothing bougie enough here for them. So what would be – what's, what's like, your target audience then? Um, my target our audience is kind of, like, the average Joe, in all honesty. Like, I have friends. I have friends that make hella money. I have friends that don't make money. I, I'm not really discriminating or, like, kind of, like, choosing, but, like – Right now, I'm getting, like, a lot of people just offering me stuff, like, between birthdays, just, like, regular parties, or, like, I had one of my friends ask me, like, hey, like, would you be able to, like, find someone or, like, be able to do my wedding? And I was like, oh, damn, like, I've never done that before, but, yeah. So I found someone to, like, do her wedding planning, and, like, I felt bad because, like, she wasn't able to have her wedding this year because of all this COVID stuff. Yeah, but that's that's, fair. That's totally fair. There's nothing you can do about that. What people don't realize... I'm struggling right now because, like, yo, I have a huge debt. So this is the only reason I'm doing this whole, like, online liquor delivery business. But, yo, after this is all over, once I lift all restrictions in six to eight months, this is going to be the time for people who are promoting, people who event plan, people who do wedding planning. Because there's going to be a huge backlog. This is going to be huge for me because, like, people are just going to be like, party here, party there, party there. People are just going to want to do everything at once. I know. People are going to go nuts. And so right now, I'm actually, like, I'm talking to a bunch of event planners and stuff. And I'm learning as much as I can because after this is over, this is this is when I this is when I break out. Like, that's that's it. Dude, you're, you're, this is a good time, honestly. Like, yeah, you're gonna, this, this is what I've been waiting for. I, I can't promote at the clubs anymore. It's good for a while, but... It's, it's a good learning curve, but you got to evolve sometime and like branch off. And this is healthier too, you know, like, you know, every, everyone, everyone has, you know, they make mistakes. They have that earlier part in their career where they're like, holy shit. And then your eyes open and you're like, you know what? I want to do this now. And it's, it's a healthier way to go. You know, you don't have to drink as much. And like, like you said, you're getting older, man. You got to start focusing on your health because, you know, one day you're going to might be a fucking dad and like, no one likes the dad that's fucking blackout. No, no one likes a fat dad. I got some titties now, so I, I gotta watch out and start working out again. Damn. Yeah. Well, honestly, <laughs> just just cutting down on alcohol—that's a majority of it. Alcohol that's the main is just reason I got calories, fat. just straight calories. Yeah, countless calories. Like it's just just nothing, nothing but calories. That's it. No nutrients at all. So, what are you doing to stay sane during this quarantine? Oh man. <laughs> uh, I'll tell you a little funny story. Uh, so I just moved into this new spot, uh, with a couple of homies. Yeah. Uh, I live downstairs. Where, where uh, are you located? Uh, New West. Shout out. By the way, that's probably the best place to live in all of Vancouver right now. Super dope spot. You're always by SkyTrain. There's always a night bus. Only $30 from Uber, but like the neighborhoods are so calm there. Like, Fair enough. My dad, so my dad used to live in New West. Uh, I actually really, and it's up and coming too. It's becoming nicer. Yeah. Um, it's becoming like a nice, it, it used to be a little more s- sketchy, but it's becoming a lot better now. Yeah. Have you ever been to Burger Heaven? No, people keep talking about that. I, I Dude. Just, like, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm a, I'm a snob with that stuff. Cause like, I, it's gotta be a gourmet burger. Cause like, I'm not going to be spending $20, $20, for a burger. That's average. You know what I mean? No, dude, this burger is like, they know what they're doing. It's not oh. like there's not fucking gold flakes and anything on it, but yeah. it is like quality burger, quality yeah. meat I'll take to fun ratio with the bacon. And they have a challenge, which is like eight fucking patties, which my stepbrother did. It's fucking insane. But 
It's it's honestly one of the best burgers I've ever had. I encourage you to check it out. All right, this week I'm gonna try it out. Uh, and I also think they have like fucking milkshakes and shit too. It's like a classic burger shack, you know? Yeah. Yeah, it's it's tight. It's tight. Yeah. So you're living there. Yeah. So I actually a couple of people live in my house. They work in the industry. Uh, one of the main guys that lives in the house, uh, Wreckage, DJ Wreckage. Shout out to him, Tubbs Entertainment. Yeah. Um, I've been kind of just chilling with him, like getting to know him a little bit better. And we've been kind of like chilling more, going downstairs, vibing out, listening to music, drinking and stuff. And uh, his girlfriend actually, so weird story is his girlfriend and him have, uh, obviously they're like kind of chilling during this whole quarantine, quarantining together. And funny story about this is, I started going insane because like I wasn't seeing people at this time for like the first three weeks or like a couple months because yeah. like, I, I wasn't really close to these guys. We yeah. started getting closer and me and him and her got drunk and uh, me and her were like, we were looking on Amazon Prime and we found a starter tattoo kit. Oh, God. And she was like, <laughs> what are the odds I could tattoo? I was like, say less. Let's go. So she ended up, we ended up buying the kit. And she tattooed send nudes on my calf. Dude, I saw the fucking picture. Oh my god. That is just I I uh, I can't even <laughs> I'm literally finding anything to stay like sane right now. Like I had her wax my chest. Like she I shaved my head like That's some fucking Britney Spears crazy shit right there. Yeah, dude, this this quarantine's been really hard for people like me because like I, I'm you're so a social thinking, animal. I'm, I'm very social and like I need to be around people. And me being like like I go to work for like eight to like sixteen hours a day and then just go home. Like if I'm doing that seven days a week, like I I need something to do. Yeah, man. Honestly, it's it's like it's funny because what what do they do in prison to punish you? They put you in isolation. Yeah, <laughs> and it's like that shit literally is supposed to make you go crazy, and it does make you go crazy. So you do yeah. need to f find out ways to 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 like be creative, like whatever, tattoo, shave your head, you know, read a book, go to the go go for a run. But you got you know, like what I found is I just I just got to keep myself busy because if I just like sit down and start thinking about how shitty everything is, then I'm then I go down that path, you know. Yeah. So I just I just try to keep myself busy, like plan shit every day. Like, luckily, yeah. I was working, like, eight hours a day. I was working doing sales for a landscaping company. That's yeah. just finishing now because, you know, the season's starting to come to an end and everyone already yeah. has their packages. But keeping busy is so fucking key. Just like, Eight hours you, is not enough. I know. It's not. It's like, and it's like, I'm, I don't I'm, sleep. Oh, God. I have issues sleeping. I, I'm very high energy. So, yeah. for me, it's like. I can work eight to 12 to 16 hours a day, but like I need something to like let loose after. And like, whether it's like going out with some friends and doing something active, but like right now I can't see anyone. Do you have a hobby? I used to have a hobby, man. I, I can't do my hobby anymore. I used to play soccer. I used to train. I've had two knee surgeries and an Achilles surgery. So like, that's what made me promote actually. <laughs> I just, I couldn't play soccer anymore. So it that drew you. So you're like, fuck sports. Now I got to find someone else. And then you went into promoting. Yeah, I mean, promoting kind of just fell on my lap because I was already working at Cactus. Like, I was like, all right, well, dope. I'm still in school. I was doing a, a marketing and finance degree. And I was just like, I need something to do because, like, you know, soccer used to take over my time like four or five days a week. And I didn't have anything. So, like, this kind of became my thing. Like, you know, making plans to go party with people or, like, stuff like that. So if you were, if you had like a couple things to say to a young buck that's that was that's going through the same path as you that got into the industry, what would you tell them uh, to give them a little bit of advice? Be very patient. It, it took me a while. One thing I gotta say is be very patient because the money was not good at first. Um, you just gotta be extremely patient and make sure you're on your shit. Because for me, it took me so long to start making actual money. Like I'd say about a year or so, and uh, it was it was a lot of hard work. Like I, I quit I quit my full time job to go promote seven days a week. Once I started making real money, so there's there's definitely money in this industry. But one thing I gotta say is have a lot of patience. Make sure you have a strong head on yourself, and don't let your current situations dictate like what you do. 
because yep. for me, it, it, it definitely ruined a lot for me, but it helped me grow. So for me, like I had already had a lot of growing. That's obviously my, my stuff, but I had a lot of growing to do before all that. So um, it definitely helped me grow learning from my mistakes. But if anyone can avoid those mistakes, which I hope everyone does, at, if at any point you consider or like you see yourself, you know, like you start like doing stupid stuff, take a step back and realize why you're doing that or you're just going to lose everything. Yeah, it's you got to learn from other people's mistakes, right? And like it's it's a rough business. Like as as fun as everyone thinks promoting is, it's an extremely rough business. Like it's very cutthroat. Like uh people people will try and take advantage of you. So you also got to know your worth. Yes, 100%. That's that's one of my biggest things wherever you are, know your worth. Like when I when I worked at Cactus Club, like I I'm not like great by any means, but I went from like uh Expo to Porter in like a month or two, like super quick, got in there cuz I just kept asking like give me give me more, give me more, give me more. And then when Johnny they was the manager at the time, right? Yeah. And then when when they wouldn't give me server, I left and I got a serving job on a party boat and I started working for them cuz it's like I know my worth and if you're not going to give it to me, then I'm going to find someone that is, you know? And it's like, and it's like, yeah, cactus is great, but like they barely tip out. They don't fucking tip out their expos. They give you like a dollar on every hour, which is a joke, um, yep. especially at the Yale town location. Like Bro, they're taking they're make take, so much money. And then the girls are making so much. The, the, <laughs> the, uh, they're making so much. The servers are making a ridiculous amount and the expos it's are not just, okay. getting, just getting <laughs> fucked. And it's like, you know what? That's, that's fine. I get it. You know, you do you, it's your business model, but I know my worth, so I'm going to be somewhere where I know I can make money for myself. But it was a great learning experience because I learned a lot. I learned a lot yes. about restaurants. I learned a lot yes. about dealing with people. I learned a lot about how to talk to beautiful women. <laughs> you know, no, it's, that's that's a fact, man. That, that, that whole cactus culture. Like, you know, I got a bunch of cactus tattoos on my body. Crazy, man. Crazy. Uh, that, that cactus location in general, the old town, that, that taught me a lot about restaurant industry. And just like the industry itself, like it taught me so much that I, I could never forget. Like I could never talk shit about that location. Yeah, dude, I, I, I respect everyone that's there. It's a good, yeah. good group of people. Everyone is like they got their like they got their like, you know, mask on here and there. But at the same time, you know, they care about each other. Definitely. I mean, everyone's got their masks on, though. Let's be honest here. We're in a world where nobody likes to open up. So, yeah, well, hopefully. Hopefully, over time, people will learn that being yourself is a lot easier, a lot more fun, and makes you a lot happier. Definitely, that's what took me a while to do as well. Yeah. So, so what? So you, so you learned. You're you're on a greater path now, and you're going on to do something that I think you're going to be good at, man. Event planning, doing weddings, doing all kinds of shit. That's awesome. Yep. That sounds like a lot of fun. Yeah, I mean, it's something I'm passionate about because, like. I thought I would like business. I didn't really like that side. I don't. I like the numbers, but I couldn't see myself sitting in a suit all day in an office. No, hell no. But I love I love the industry too much that I couldn't leave it. So for me, the next thing was why not add some business into event planning? And you got the perfect kind of mixture of that. Yeah, it's a good balance between numbers and person to person relations, and and like it's like you're also. You're setting a profile for your customer too. It's like it's sort of like real estate where you build a profile for your customer, what they want, what they need, yep. all these building different a brand. things. Yeah, and it's it's like it's pretty it's pretty awesome when you see the finishing product and you're like, I fucking made this. Like yeah. I sculpted this whole thing. I did this. This is my event. Like that must feel pretty cool. Yeah, nothing, nothing feels better than doing your own event, man. That that shit's like mm, better than sex. I'm gonna tell you right now. Hundred percent, hundred percent. Like a buddy, I interviewed Spencer. He's a real estate agent, and he was just telling me about Spencer how, Du Bois. Spencer Grafos. Okay. And he was telling me how he did this, like sold sold the house for for these guys, and they invited him to come see their baby get born because he was the one that got them the house for their new family. And it's yeah, like, that's kinda, how close he was You're building a new life. Yeah. It's like, 
and you're building a new reputation as yeah, well. Yeah, 100%. And, you're, and this, this is where you get to start new too. So you get to decide what your reputation is. Yeah, definitely. And I definitely got a huge rebuilding process behind me. Uh, kind of built a bad like brand behind myself for the past couple of years. Uh, with like kind of getting too drunk and like, you know, being that frat party boy. Yeah. But I mean, no image is too strong to kind of, you know, change. Well, like, look, look at like, I've been watching like Jordan on fucking Netflix. Right. And yeah. and he's like, he's, he's like doing his thing. And then they all get on him about gambling and like, he's going down. You know what he does? He shuts the fuck up and he wins fucking games. And then yeah. you know what? Actions speak louder than words. Yes. You know, people can talk shit. But when they see you at your event that you planned, that's sick as fuck, then they're going to be like, oh, shit. Well, there you go. Yeah. People, people grow up, man. It's, that's, that's how life is. You evolve. Yeah. And a lot evolve, of the most successful people went down first. They came down, they struggled, and then they became successful. Because you need to understand what it's like to hurt in order to be successful. And yeah. like... And like, yeah, Vancouver's privileged a lot, and there's not a lot of people that have been through that struggle. But struggle makes success if you know how to use it. Definitely. So, so you're at home. You're crazy. You're fucking shaving your head. You're tattooing. What else are you doing? Are you working out? Like, what are you? What are you doing to to keep yourself like active while you're? Because I know you got a crazy mind. Yeah. So I actually just recently started getting active. I gained a lot of weight over the past couple of years. Yeah. Uh, so now I like looked into me recently. I was like, "Damn, I'm kind of disgusting, disgusted at how I am now because of how how I used to be." Yeah. So I actually I recently just bought a bike. Nice. Uh, I'm biking a lot now, which I love biking. I I can't run as much because I had knee surgeries and Achilles surgeries. Yeah. So running actually like puts me out of commission for a while, but biking, so so less stressful on my knees. Um, yeah. It it just feels so much better. Um. I actually walk to work every day now, which is like an hour walk. But man, we've had some beautiful Holy weather. Shit. Yeah. It's it's nice. I mean, it's all uphill. So like for me right now, it's just like doing the little steps. Because people don't understand. Like people people let themselves go sometimes and like it's okay, it happens. Oh, it's it's, it's about it's, what you do next. It's about what you do next. So I'm taking those next small steps. Like I'm not trying to go full blown into working out for like three, four weeks and then stop. I'm trying to build a routine. Yeah, well, at the end of the day, it's calories in, calories out. If you're burning more calories than you're eating, in the yes. long run, you'll be fine. And, like, honestly, one, one thing that helped me, like, I'll give you a little, like, a couple years ago, I was, I was, I was weighing in at, like, 220. I'm about, I remember like, that. You were yeah, a big boy. I was, like, 220. Like, I was a big boy. Um, and I, I was, like, you know what? Like, I want to – I'm not loving this, you know? So I started fasting, intermittent fasting. Um. Yes. I was doing, I was doing 16 hours not eating at first, eight hours eating, and then I cut it down to 20 hours not eating, four hours eating. I was doing like two to six where I would eat, eat a meal at two, eat a meal at five, kind of yeah. thing. And um, I I went down to 165 in a year, summer to summer, went down to 165, and I was like a little too skinny to be honest. I was a little too skinny, but. It, it it made me realize that I you can do fucking anything. Like yes. Like with time you can do anything. You can escape yeah. any problem you have. And and it feels good when you look in the mirror and you're like, okay, okay, I like that. You know? It feels good seeing the progress, man. And like you're you're starting now, you're biking, you're walk I bet you you've already noticed a little bit since you've been starting. Yeah, I mean, I, I lost 12 pounds in, like, two weeks. And, like, now I'm kind of stagnant because, like, i just been working and, like, kind of neglecting it again. But I'm, I'm getting back onto it again. So, like, I did good for three or four weeks. And then I was, like, neglected it for about two weeks. And I was, like, ah, oh, shit, now I got to get back onto it. Are you are you cutting down the alcohol, too? Uh, <laughs> I'm not going to lie. Yo, I'm not going to lie. Dude, this quarantine's been really rough on me mentally because, like, yeah. I haven't really had a huge support system, yeah. Uh, other than a couple of like buddies of mine, but I I've definitely been drinking a lot. But I, so I've rarely. So the first month or uh, four weeks, I was blacking out almost like every second or third night. Jeez. Now, 
I'm just chilling. Like I'm, I'm drinking, but I'm not even close to that. Like I'm learning how to control things. So this quarantine has definitely helped me realize that like I can chill and do things without having to like rely on liquor. Like it's hard, man. People don't realize that like, you know what? I could say I definitely have an addiction to alcohol because it's not easy because I've been using it as a coping method for so long. Yep. And it's definitely not easy to stop something like that that gives you that type of power to kind of like not feel like yourself. You got it. You got to take, you got to look at it like, how was I three months ago? Like, yes. look at yourself now compared to yourself three months Huge ago. Huge difference. Huge. Exactly. Difference. Exactly. So it's, it's, you take the little steps. Like, a big, a big thing of mine is a lot of people, they look online and they're like, they want to get fit. And they're like, oh, yeah, this guy's fucking jacked. This guy's shredded. I'm never going to be like that. Oh, fuck. It's it like, no. Time. Look at yourself a year ago. Yourself a couple months ago. And mm. fuck everyone else. This is about you and your progress. Yeah. And like, yeah, I'm, I'm proud of you, man. It seems like you're doing, you're going to be starting to do really well for yourself. I can see it. I can see that you're working fucking hard and it's, it's nice to be healthy and eventually over time, like you'll slowly control it. It's not about getting rid of it. It's about controlling yeah, it. It's all about controlling. Yeah. That's, that's all it is. Controlling when you do it and being able to just be like, you know what? I don't need it. That's all it is. Mm-hmm. And uh, just for a random fun fact, how much do you drink to actually black out? Oh my god! In the heat of your like intensity. Okay, so what 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 I've realized, like now I know what I can drink. What I used to drink before disgusted me. Like I um, would pre-drink with like one or two people, like a two six, but like we would chase with like pre-drink a two six. Yeah, we'd pre-drink a two six, and I would also like to chase that two six. We'd have like. Um, a massive like liter or two liter of Smirnoff ice or like whatever, like something to like liquor to mix in with it. And we'd pre-drink that. So we'd pound that before we get downtown. And an average night for me downtown would be anywhere between two to like $500. How, so how many, how many drinks? Um, oh, dude, I, I honestly, I'd probably say like, I I wouldn't be able to put it in like, just an average, yeah. I would say forty to fifty, and like that's that's holy rare. shit. Yeah, dude, that's insane. Yeah, it's it's quite a bit considering I actually don't need that. Like, I need at least right now that I know I need um fifteen to like twenty five drinks to be on like a really good drunk. Dude, that's I do, I remember, take I take I'm, fucking three shots and I'm like I'm like fucking riding the bull, you know. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, no, but I'm also 250 pounds, so I'm a lot bigger than people. So alcohol hits a lot different. And you got a tolerance. Been drinking as long as me, so got a big tolerance. And but that's Mm -hmm. gotta hurt on the wallet. Like that's the main thing is the wallet. Like drinks downtown are like fucking ten bucks a piece these days. Yeah, but I mean, like I said, dude, when I was promoting and like working downtown, I didn't really pay for drinks. I was paying for the tips. That, so that's, that's a huge benefit, man. Yeah, you, you, that is a huge benefit. It's a huge benefit because, I mean, like someone's giving you free drinks. You're just giving them $10 for it. That's it. Done. Easy. Wow. wow. Well, there's good and bad sides to it. but Definitely. That, yeah, that's, that's – Get a lot that's, of hookups. Meet a lot of good people. And one thing for promoting, don't worry about the money. Worry about your connections. Yeah. The well, connections honestly, more money. You, you, you made a shit ton of connections through this, so – it's gonna oh, help you for your for your new planning for your event yes. planning and stuff. It's 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 already taken into active for it. Like I, I, the people that I've met that own hotels, own farms, own small businesses. Like I'm I'm set. Like I got sponsors. Like I'm I'm good. Like I know what I'm doing now. So how how do you get all these connections? What it is? What is it about you? Are you just charismatic or? Do you go out and like find people and be like, yo, let's go out or like how, or are you just out and you find them or what, what's the deal? You know, I, I can't actually, I can't, a lot of my friends, like I have a friend group and they're like, yo, you're a good guy. Like, dude, like everyone loves your personality. And like, I don't see it myself, but my friend said that I have a good personality. I'm easy to talk to. And like, I'm just out there. Like when I'm drunk or drinking, I don't give a shit. Like, yeah. There's no filter. My filter is gone. So, like, I'll tell you straight up how I feel and how what I'm saying. Yeah. 
There, so there's, me, I think it's just like the honesty because like I'll tell someone straight up like you can own a multi-million dollar business and like if I think you're being an idiot, I'm going to tell you. Like I'm not scared to tell my bosses that they're wrong. Like you can't be scared to tell people that they're wrong if they're wrong. Like Well, you're just being yourself like that. Yeah. I think that's the major thing is like like you get a little drunk and, and, the, and your true like goofy self comes out. And yeah. it's like people love authenticity. Yeah, like people love it when you're authentic. And honestly, I've been trying to work over the past year to just be like, be who I am, like, never yeah. think in your mind, like, oh, like what I should do it like this. So people see me this way. Like, no, just be your yeah. fucking self. Yeah. And it's a lot nicer. It feels a lot nicer. And the people yeah. that you attract are going to be people you actually want to hang out with. Yeah, 100%. That's that took me a while to get to. I, I had to realize that I had to stop caring what other people thought about me. It's hard, and man. It's just, really it's, hard. it's hard. It took me yeah. two years to finally come to the conclusion that nobody, not your mother and not your parents, nobody will determine where you're going except you. So yep. why do they get to decide how you feel? A hundred percent, dude. That is so important. So important. Nobody, no matter how close they are. And the sad reality is. The sad reality is most people around you, regardless who they are, when when they see you succeed deep inside, they they would rather it be them. Yes. So so you need to realize that it's all about you. It's all about your journey. Like you don't have to fucking isolate yourself, but just realize that take people's word into account, but don't do what other people say. Yeah. Anyway, man, this has been a great fucking conversation. I'm really happy that you came and did this with me. Um, lastly, would you like to shout out anything like your Instagram or anything like that? Uh, yeah, man. Uh, follow R A W B I W R I G H T. That's my Instagram. I'm pretty sure that's like every other handle as well. Robbie Wright. Uh, massive shout out to Graham for hosting me. Like, this is great, man. Like, dude, we gotta catch up after this is done too. Oh, 100 percent, like- man. We'll we'll get we'll get some food. We'll fucking hang out, dude. I've been irking to just do something with people. <laughs> yeah, yeah, sure. Uh, so, and, and what and what about if people want to hire you to do event planning? How do they hit you up? Honestly, Facebook, text message. Like, if, if anyone wants to hit me up, um, Graham's got my number. Like, uh, Facebook's a huge thing. Instagram. Uh, it takes me a couple days to reply sometimes. I do get, actually, I actually get a lot of messages every day about a bunch of, like, uh, work stuff and non-work stuff. So, like... In all honesty, it takes me like a day or so to reply, but uh, if you give me a call, I will actually reply way faster. So, Sounds that. good. Sounds good. Hit me up if you want my boy Robbie Wright. Thanks for coming, guys, and have a Thank great day. Thank you for having day. me. Peace. Peace.